Chapter 1 Okay, guys, Mommy's going to get dressed. I'll be back in two seconds, Tasha Banks calls over her shoulder as she deftly unlocks the child safety gate at the bottom of the staircase in the front hall. She swiftly fastens the latch again from the other side, then takes the carpeted steps two at a time. She's left them in the large family room at the back of the house. Hunter, who is six, is cross-legged on the floor in front of the television, engrossed in a pocket dragon's cartoon. He isn't the one she's worried about. Victoria, who has just turned three, seems busy with her crayons at the table, but Tasha doesn't entirely trust her. Just the other day, she caught her hitting Max over the head with a plastic hammer. But Mommy, we're playing workshop. I'm the tool guy, and he's supposed to be a nail. Victoria had protested when Tasha snatched her helpless 11-month-old from the floor and inspected his tender little head for damage. I can leave them alone down there for three minutes tops, Tasha thinks, pausing to scoop a stray, dirty, kid-sized sock from the hall floor. When she brought Max home from the hospital last November, Hunter took the new arrival in stride, which was no surprise. He had been laid back about everything from the moment he arrived in the world, and Big Brotherhood was no exception. Though Tasha had taken pains to read up on sibling rivalry before she and Joel presented Hunter with a little sister shortly after his second birthday, he had been gentle, patient, and remarkably understanding of the fact that he now had to share mommy and daddy with Victoria. He had reacted the same way to Max. If Tasha was busy with the baby and he had to wait for something, he would occupy himself with a book or some blocks until she was able to turn her attention to him. Not... Victoria. When Max came along last year, she was clearly dismayed. She refused to speak to Tasha the whole first day she was home from the hospital. Even after she thawed out a bit over the next few weeks, whenever Tasha sat down to nurse the baby, Victoria would invariably declare that she needed something now. If Tasha asked her to wait, she threw a tantrum. Never, though, had she directed her anger toward Max only toward Tasha and Joel, the baby she adored. Or so we thought, Tasha tells herself, sticking her head into the kid's bathroom, tossing the sock into the overflowing hamper, and continuing on down the hall. Last week, she barely caught Max before he struck his head on the corner of the coffee table after Victoria shoved him as he crept around it in his new walking shoes. Of course, the toddler had feigned innocence, claiming she was trying to hug him, not hurt him. She lied to me, Joel, Tasha told her husband that night, still upset over the incident. Did you punish her? I took away her Blue's Clues videos for the rest of the week. Cruel and unusual, he grinned. That'll teach her. But I don't think she's truly sorry. I don't think she understands that she could really have hurt Max. Sibling rivalry is a normal thing, Tasha. They'll get over it. Besides, Max has a hard head. Nothing phases him. He crawls into Wall's head first and laughs. Joel disappeared into his closet then to hang up his suit, and Tasha sensed the conversation was over. It's frustrating the way Joel lately seems more wrapped up in what's going on at the office than in anything that happens at home. Or maybe that's just Tasha's perception. Maybe she really is making a huge deal out of minor issues these days.
Joel accused her of that last night when she relayed to him, word for word, her confrontation with the cable company's customer service representative after discovering a $2 overcharge on their monthly bill. She was thinking of writing a letter to the supervisor to complain about how she'd been treated. Was it resolved? Joel interrupted her to ask. Yes, but that's not the point. The woman acted as though I was asking her to go out of her way when it was their mistake. Two dollars is two dollars. But they credited our account, right? Right, but then let it go. That was when he mentioned that she might just be blowing things out of proportion these days, not just about the customer service representative, but with other issues as well. Her defenses went up immediately. What kinds of issues, she demanded. Joel told her in a maddeningly offhand tone that it seemed that every night when he came home, she was ready to report some crisis or other, something one of the kids had done or something around the house that needed fixing. It's just that I don't get home until after 8 o'clock most nights, and I'm exhausted by then,